hello, and welcome to Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. Hey, Randy Cash over there. Hey. We didn't change the name to that. We thought about it. We should have. Hey, Randy Cash over there. Yeah. Maybe we should make that a new podcast. Just, you know, hey, Randy Cash over there. No, That'd be so, awesome. <laughs> so after much thought and deliberation, we sort of settled on, let's not reinvent the wheel and feel like we have to completely change everything. And instead just said, well, you know what? If the other Therapy Thoughts podcast is by a certain person, why can't I have my own Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay? So hence, Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. There you have it. I know, right? It's yeah. super awesome. How are you, Mr. Cash? I'm doing exceptional. Thank you very much for asking. Exceptional? Yeah. It is a pretty a exceptional day. day. Would you like to know one of the other reasons today is exceptional? Yes, I would. My divorce is final. Oh, yay. <laughs> now, I say that, and I'm kind of laughing about it, but, you know, there are no ill feelings or negative, I don't know, like, harbored ugh that's there at all. In fact... Part of what I wanted to talk about today is, is it possible to maintain a good relationship with an ex or with someone that you might have been married to? Okay, just I'm just going to be honest with you before yeah. we get started. The uh-huh. thing that I love most about everything that you just said, which was amazing, yeah, that um, somehow I got into your brain and you said that, yuck. <laughs> you might have because that's you one might've. of my favorite things to say maybe that's where i get yeah. that from i it say is. that i do i say that it might the time. be where i got it from that's i've exactly absorbed it, it oh that's, that's funny. a cashism it's a cashism it's a cashism well, good dude. to that's know funny, so that is kind of funny uh-huh. yeah so it has been um almost exactly five years since my ex-husband and i uh separated And I know, right? It's sort of that like, wow, time flies when you're having fun. But, you know, (laughs) I'll be honest, not all of that has been rosy and awesome time. But what's really interesting is that in the process of the last five years, I look at all of the growth and the progress and just sort of where I am now versus where I was when he and I split five years ago. And I think he would agree with me on this, that we're both so much better for this whole thing. Yeah, it's funny how that happens sometimes, right? Right. I mean, I also think, and people all the time, they're like, how are you such good friends with him now? And it's because we've done a lot of work to keep our own stuff from getting in the way. And we've also been able to kind of forgive each other for a lot of the hurt and negative stuff that got brought in to the end of our relationship. I will say, though, for at least like, so we were like technically married and together for eight years, right? Mm -hmm. We were together for like mm, three three years before we got married. So in total, what is that, 11 years? Sure. So throughout that whole time, mm. he absolutely, I mean, I can say like I married my best friend, you know, and that I think is really what kept our relationship going. Even up until a few months before we split, we would have people that would be like, are y'all newlyweds? Y'all just seem so happy with each other because we really did have a good right. time. There were elements of the relationship that didn't work for a variety of reasons, aside from the whole gay thing. Like that's, <laughs> that's all, that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that next week. Cause we got, we got one thing at a time, Randy Cash, one thing at a time. I didn't say anything. I know, I know. But, um, Aside from that, we really are and were able to regard each other and have good communication. And communication was really the key to our relationship. So I have people all the time that go, oh, I can't stand my ex. I hate him. I, you know, 
wish not necessarily bad things to happen, but just want nothing to do with them. And I'm not suggesting that every person needs to go out and try and reconnect with an ex-person. But I do feel like if someone is important to you and you and you love them for who they are and you have a genuine positive regard for like wanting good things to happen, it is absolutely possible to maintain a friendship, to develop a deeper understanding of that relationship and to be nothing but supportive in each other's lives going forward. And I feel like that's sort of what we've achieved. So, mm-hmm. yes, today marks like the actual end of my marriage, but yet I feel like as much as there's like a freedom associated with that to get to kind of live my own life in my own way without those ties to one another, there's also like a lot of gratitude and a lot of grateful mm-hmm. feelings that like had we actually gone through the process of trying to split all of our stuff up when we were still contentious with each other, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that would look like. But because yeah. we didn't, we actually have a good friendship now. Yeah, it's absolutely possible. Uh, I mean, we're friends. Right. We weren't married or anything. Right. I was going to get there. You have to want that friendship, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I, I can't really think of anybody that uh, I that would be considered my ex that I'm completely super uncool with. Yeah. Uh, respectfully, ladies, nobody's coming to mind that I like really miss their company. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> respectfully, no, I, get I don't it. mean that in a mean way. No, you know? no, I get it, and I don't know that every single relationship is meant to be a forever relationship. Yeah. But I also feel like if you know you're going to invest the time and the effort and the energy into connecting with somebody that you really do love and care about, I think that's the key. I think there's definitely people that misread signals and they might go down the path of a relationship and then realize, wow, I don't really like you. Like, not sure yeah. about that. You know, now, I will say I have bumped into uh, women that I've dated mm-hmm. and have been like really happy to see them and have had a great mm-hmm. conversation and, you know, it was yeah. very pleasant. Sure. And a, a very uh, good experience. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um. I had something and it's gone. Uh-oh. Something else you were it no, it was all. It was not even me being a smarty pants. Oh. No, I mean, one of the things I'll ask clients a lot when, when I'm in my office talking about, you know, this whole process of like maintaining a relationship connection, I will sometimes ask them, you know, if the romantic element of the relationship ceased to be in existence, like let's say mm-hmm. you just no longer had the romance factor. Is this somebody that you would actually like give a shit about? Would you would you care how they are? Would you want them to be okay? Would you want them to have you know a good day? Would you empathize or sympathize if they're not having a good day or a good kind of you know situation in life? And I think those are things that really matter when it comes to picking a partner. Even mm-hmm. now, I will say that maybe I am an exception to some rule because I feel like anybody that I have been in what I would consider a like a committed, loving relationship with, I actually do still have a good relationship with. It's not like I have thousands of those people, but even if you go like on my Facebook, there are a number of people on there that I have dated either casually or semi seriously mm-hmm. that I'm still friends with and I feel like have been able to maintain at least a good acquaintance acquaintance type relationship sure. with. So I really do think it's possible, but I think sometimes what happens is that when our feelings get hurt or mm-hmm. when we feel like, you know, our needs aren't being met, especially by the person that we're trying to get those needs met from, we we get our we get resentful, we we start to get real kind of yes, irritated, yes. and it's almost like we're we're looking at somebody going, "You're not doing what I want you to do." 
but yet maybe we haven't looked at, well, is that really what this relationship is supposed to in, you know, look like? Is that how right. it's supposed to evolve? Or maybe it's run its course in that regard, and we yeah. move on to a different phase of functioning. Absolutely. I saw you scribbling notes over uh, there. Yeah, I was just basically what you just said. No, there was a... I was engaged in my early 40s. Right. And it got bad, okay? Yeah. And it's just like you were saying, it got to the point that things had gotten so bad mm-hmm. and the resentment and stuff. She asked me, like, do you even like me? Right. And I, was, I got to think of, like, you know, honestly, I don't like you very yeah. much at all. I, I love you very much. Sure. And I care about you very much. No, I don't like this person. Right. At all. And. <laughs> Yeah, so it would. Be, I I don't know how I would feel now if I bumped into him. I probably right. wouldn't be a complete mean person about it. Like how I censored all those things <laughs> I, I was going to say. He just like he literally like swallowed them all down and then like <laughs> no, let no, no, that no, come no. out right. But uh, that that's a really good point, I think, because you know there's a lot of times that I'll have people in my office that'll say, "But I love them so much," and I'm like, "Dude, I I get it. You mm-hmm. know, I totally. I don't call everybody, dude. I probably shouldn't do that, but I, I do. Know, me too. You know, it's like I get it. You know, you love them, and I understand that. But is it possible that the love that you feel is going to transition? Because I, I'm kind of a believer that if you love somebody, you always love them. Now, whether or not you choose to act on those feelings in different ways, that's maybe where the behavioral aspect comes in. Right. But I think if you truly love someone, then then you love them. Here's the other thing yeah. that happens a lot, though. In relationships, are you authentically connecting from the beginning so that you're actually falling in love with the real person? Or are you falling in love with an idea yes. of who you want them to be or who you think they are? Or, you know, maybe you've sold them on who you think you are, or who you want them to think you are. But you're missing that level of authenticity and kind of vulnerability of just being real. Yeah, I think uh, it's the latter for most people most of the time. I would agree. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's part of the reason that that I I do feel so lucky that I was able in my marriage to connect with someone that really does get me. Like even mm-hmm. just as a funny like haha moment when I had first signed up on some dating websites to try and like find a girlfriend. Right, I didn't realize that you had to set your preferences to like only show women or right. show men or whatever. So I just I sent it. Live, he and I actually matched on That's a dating funny. website, ninety five percent compatibility, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because I I definitely connected with someone that got me on a very deep level. We just had some fundamental differences that weren't going to allow that relationship to mm. continue. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I, I I guess if anything, it's like n- now he and I have talked about we would like to be some sort of a like like a beacon of hope that it is possible. For relationships to end, even when you feel at the like the intensity of the ickiness, that you don't have to stay right. in the icky place, you know, and that there really is a lot of freedom that comes from going, hey, look, you know, I did this thing, probably shouldn't have done that. Let me let me own that. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, I'm sorry for that. And and can we move to a place of forgiveness, not a place of resentment and anger? Yes. And I think a lot of people stay in the resentment and the anger phase, mm-hmm. which that leads to bitterness. Yes, absolutely. Oh, boy. Uh, what is he cracking up at now? Because that's how I was for the longest time mm-hmm. so freaking angry Yeah. about the, the uh, uh, how do I, I'll edit this down so I don't sound so stupid. The, the, the <laughs> no, woman I want that you I, to leave it in now. That's funny. <laughs> the woman that I was engaged to, I, uh, yeah. I was so angry mm-hmm. for so long. And I'm, I'm still kind of bitter. Yeah. But I'm mad at myself for... Sure. 
letting things get to a point that I would not have normally done in another situation just because mm-hmm. I, I was so blinded by love. Well, and, and I, yeah, but seriously? I would argue, was it love or was it infatuation or was it what you were wanting her to be? All that stuff. See, right. And so all, all that gets wrapped up into this, you know, it's not like it's one dimensional. You know, we don't love yeah. in a one dimensional way. There's a lot of expectations that get put on that. There's a lot of, you know, we don't want to invest our time and our effort, our money, our energy, whatever, into something if we're not going to actually get out of it something that we yeah. want. You know, sometimes people get in your head, man, and they get sometimes things get stuck in there. What do you call it, the relationship PTSD? I do. Oh, it. looking at you, look, but, remembering uh, stuff I say. Like, okay, when I went to the grocery store mm-hmm. this week, I was putting something in the in the cabinet, and the label wasn't straight. Like, right, the person we were to he she who shall not be named. Oh, I'm boy. just playing. No, right. she's fine. I, I'm just playing. Uh-huh. I have no problems with her. But so she always wanted the labels. straight and i was starting to do that and then i was like no man screwed it i'm putting these in with all the labels backwards (laughs) right and i did i as out of spite i put all the stuff in the closet with the labels not which is sort of funny and i don't know that i would say that's necessarily reason to be like okay maybe we should work on that we should work on that okay but i also think that there is something to be said for okay so relationship ptsd is is kind of like a it's like Lindsay theory i don't know where i developed this to begin with but it's this idea that None of us exit a relationship with no baggage, with, you know, everything being, you know, perfect and wonderful. I mean, it's like we all go through some stuff. And what happens is that we kind of sort of collect this residue buildup that kind of starts to just get deeper and digger. Excuse me. You start getting deeper and deeper and deeper in there. And it starts to kind of feel like you're digging yourself into a hole of negativity. And then what happens is that you end that relationship. And a lot of times the the human response is to go, okay, let Mm. me jump into another one. What happens is that when you jump into another one, if you haven't dealt with that residue buildup that's sort of there beneath the surface, it's going to resurface. It's going to it's going to show up again oh, yeah. in the in the next relationship and the one after that mm-hmm. and the one after that which is why there's often a, a like a occurrence in at least my office as a as a couples therapist of people going why do i keep having the same relationship like yes it's different people but it feels like the same relationship on repeat and i think we all have a certain experience with that i mean i know even going back to when I got out of my my marriage and was into another relationship, and like I'll just kind of use us as an example, Randy Cash, there were moments where you would say things to me, and I'd be like, "Oh my God, I've lived this before," because I would be doing something that was right. like in my own like issue or my own way, and that information had been given to me in a different format, but yet it was the same message. Then I got into the relationship I'm in now, and oh my gosh, if those same things did not <laughs> surface again, and then it's just an example of if you don't work on your shit. It shows back up. And sometimes you can't know what you don't know. I'm not saying that I did any of this with intention behind it. I mean, you you don't, nobody's walking around like, how can I take relationship baggage into my next relationship? It's easy. But it happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so then what happens is a lot of times you're either looking for this person to, you know, sort of undo the damage that had been done previously, or you have a lot of kind of preconceived ideas about what any relationship is going to look like, not giving this new person the benefit of the doubt that, Mm -hmm. hey, maybe this is different, doesn't have the same baggage. So none of us get out of a relationship, even if it's, you know, a positive one for the most part, without any, you know, scars or damage to show. And some of that can be really a growing process if we're willing to look at it. I'm a believer that a relationship can be a mirror 
to kind of reflect things back to you. And if you're willing to have, you know, a non-combative lens and you're willing to look at it through introspection, mm-hmm. then you are actually able to learn quite a bit about yourself and who you are and how you show up and what your needs are, what you don't want. You know, there, there's a lot of good stuff that can come from using a relationship as a reflection. But that's also something you have to give yourself some time to develop. It's not an instant right. thing. Relationship is the complete opposite mm-hmm. of like flying in an airplane when it comes to baggage. In relationships, <laughs> you can bring all the carry-on baggage you want. Right. No extra charge. Right. So do you people listening to this podcast know that we were once a couple? I don't know. I we think most people item? know that, but who, who the Maybe heck not. knows? I don't know. It's not like so, we were like massively public about it just because I was sort of... Randy Cash, when you met me, I was kind of spiraling. All of my life seemed like it was blowing up around me. And I think what happened, this is the way I've explained it, is that when you and I met, it was like, oh my gosh, I've known this person my whole life. Like, I just felt like you got me in a way that most people don't. And I think we kind of listened to that and sort of ran down some path of, hey, this means we're supposed to be together. Exactly. That's not exactly what it meant, though. I feel like it was almost like we mistook the connection for something that it wasn't. But it also kind of makes sense because it's like I don't know that you get that sort of connection with people all the time. Agreed. Sometimes you feel that if you meet like like I'm straight. So when I meet a woman, whomever you're attractive to, uh, and and you have a connection like that, mm-hmm. you think, oh, well, we're supposed to be a couple and we're supposed to be together right. because it's like my best friend and we get along so well. Right. We have so much yeah. fun. We get on laugh. She's really pretty. Is all. <laughs> yeah, so. Right. That's not, like you said, it's not always the case. So it took right. us a little bit to figure it out. but It did. Yeah. It did. And so like... Um, you still have a key to my house. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. And I feel like what happened was that in that whole process, even though, you know, we met at a time where my life was kind of falling apart and I was able to sort of be honest with you about some of the struggles I was having. And then what happened is our relationship kind of transitioned from we're a couple to sort of you became my, my wing person and sort of my... my <laughs> chosen family in a way that I didn't even know that I needed, but yet did. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful to have that now. But I honestly think had we kept trying to make a relationship work with as messed up as everything was feeling for me and the way that we weren't really like, I think we just weren't connecting relationally the way we should have been, if that makes sense. I don't know that we would have the friendship that we have now because we were both able to look at it and go, okay, Maybe we need to hit a reset button here. Like, I don't want to lose you, but still going down this path is not working. Correct. And it not like it was just instantaneous. Okay, well, everything's good and happy because there was still sadness. There was still, like, a hurt there, if that makes uh-huh. sense. But it was sort of like we were able to kind of persevere through that. As I recall, I believe I said something to the effect of we need to figure out how to be best friends again because yeah. that's how we were always awesome and having fun and things were exactly. great. And that's what we did. And, and it is, yeah. When we were best friends again, you're like, dude, it's like that that grody, grody genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so funny. It, it's almost like I feel like we've had like, like you know, multiple acts of our relationship. You know, like act one was the act two. You know, it's, just, it's kind of funny. But like I, I do now, I, it's like I can't imagine my life without you in it. 
Likewise. But that doesn't mean that it was exactly what I thought it was going to be the day I met you. Yeah, no, you're and still so, real close with my children and right. my brothers. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's kind of it's been an interesting process. So I guess really I have two examples in my life of having a deep connection with someone and being able to transition that from more of a romantic thing to more of a friend thing and still very much feeling like an you know an integral mm-hmm. part of each other's lives and that you know I I think of you in like the way I would think of family that means a lot to me you know I'm gonna have like 350 females hit me up like dude what are you talking about you were dating somebody (laughs) that you're not still friends with oh goodness no I mean I wish it's one of those things you know it's it's all a process and I'm not saying that in every case you want to necessarily maintain a close day-to-day you know friendship with Mm -hmm. somebody maybe it's just not that kind of a connection but I do think there are ways to kind of heal from whatever damage mm-hmm. is there and yeah you know and kind of go on and kind of live your best life in in a variety of ways mm-hmm. but i really am grateful that we've been able to figure this out yeah i guess i would say 9.5 out of 10 95 or more okay of the casual dating that i've done i'm cool with those people yeah Okay, uh-huh. and yeah, there's yeah. probably a few that maybe not, but okay. So for that, I by that I mean it wasn't somebody that I was in a committed relationship mm-hmm. with and said like you know we are a couple and I love you or whatever. Right, that kind right. Of thing. Okay, so that portion of it though, the <laughs> people I was in a serious relationship with, mm-hmm. that number might like flip flop. I get that. I get that. I don't and, know. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Okay. I'm going to actually think about that. You're going to think about that. Yeah, I'm going to have right. to put that into my self-reflection time. Okay, I like it. I, yeah. like, I like calling it self-reflection time. I think everybody needs some self-reflection time. Yeah. All right. This is fun, though. I, I kind of feel like, you know, we're, we're starting a conversation that I think a lot of people probably struggle with, you know, exactly. how to move forward. I mean, we've talked about breakups before, but, you know, maybe this is a different way to view it, you know, that it doesn't have to be into the world. Oh, my gosh, nothing can ever right. move forward and be happy again. So, all right. So if people want to follow along with you, Randy Cash, or send you hate mail for not being their friend anymore, uh, how can they find you? Uh, Instagram at our cash comedy. Do All right. That. It's easiest. Hey, and I've gotten better at tagging you and stuff. So yeah. good job. Um, I stink at social media, dude. You don't stink at it. Yeah, You're just not on it all the time. I just can't be bothered. I understand. But I want to promote stuff. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, like I'll I'll post something and then like two or three days later, Randy's like, oh, I'm going to share it now. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to follow along with any of the things I've got going on, you can find my blog as well as links to all of the previous podcasts at lindsaywalden.com. The podcast is also on iTunes, so feel free to search it there, subscribe, and if you you want to leave a comment we would love that you can find me on facebook at lindsey walden consulting or at lindsey walden therapy on instagram it's walden underscore lindsey and we will be back next week with sort of picking up kind of where we're leaving off today with kind of a relationship thing but next week is national coming out day so we're going to talk right about on. that y'all have a fabulous week and we will see you soon